cliffcentral.com. Hello, 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 hello. As usual, when you hear those gongs, you know you are on Beyond Ears and Eyes on Cliff Central. I am Shemaine Harris. And I am Liesl Tom with us in studio. Our controller, Palesa Mabuye, not Mbuye as I've been saying all along. And then we are very lucky mm-hmm. to have with us today Dr. Scholastica Kimario. Now, Scholastica is a former United Nations Deputy Regional Director, and she's a fellow of the Deepak Chopra Center University in California. She is. And can you hear how out of breath I am? Because the CV is just so long. No, not just that. It's like, you know, also, uh, she has a presence. So you go like, okay, you got to behave. So apart from from being an ex-United Nations senior official and someone connected to Deepak Chopra's university, she's also a motivational speaker, a life coach, and then... A lifelong student, aren't you, Scholastica? Amen. With with a name like Scholastica, um, yes, I'm a perpetual student because it's a Latin name meaning the scholar. And uh, in order to live to the name, I have to keep learning. So let me say good afternoon to you all and to the listeners and what a pleasure it is to be with you today. Did your mother know when she gave you that name? Was that her intention? You know, I now believe that um, everything we do is downloaded from the Almighty, from the universe. <laughs> so she must have been guided to give me this name, and I am being true to it. Yeah, you were set up and you followed the path of your name. Absolutely. So when 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 does one stop learning? Because, I mean, I don't think you even have the intention to ever stop by listening to you. Actually, I grew up not only under the influence of my mother, um, Maria Laurenti Malia, whose father was the first teacher in our village. Wow. But I also grew up under the tutelage of uh, the first president of Tanzania, Mwalimu Julius Nyerere. And he believes, he believed and he directed the country on education and said education has no end. Mm. And he had adult education. He's actually known as the international uh, father of adult education. He had education from cradle to the grave. Mm. And he encouraged all of us. He had uh, farmers' education, parents' education, youth education. So uh, with a name like Scholastica and the two most influential people in my life, I am really always excited about new learning. And those who have worked with me, especially who were staff members under me, I think they got exhausted. (laughs) I would always have these ideas and organize seminars and teachings and they would... Yeah, they, they were, people have been amazed. I'm really fascinated by knowledge and learning. And, um, even now, what I do is actually to, to teach people about conscious leadership and healthy lifestyles. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why Liesl, I think, got a hold of you so fast. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Because yes. she was, she said, you must meet this lady. 
you know, and I was like, okay, hold up. And I also told her if we don't jump and get you today, we're not going to get you until who knows when. Exactly. Yes. So, ma'am, your spiritual path, how how did it start or has it always been there? I, I know that we, each one of us, lives a spiritual path. Uh, I now know that, although in my youth and along the way, I was baptized when I was eight days old. <laughs> so um, I have always lived a Christian life with a name like Scholastica. I was born and bred as a Roman Catholic. Ah. But today... Um, I I know that there is one God. We all worship him or her differently because of where we were born and the circumstances of mm. our our birth. And um even scientifically now uh, um I know that you and I are eternal spirit beings having a temporary human experience. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it like that, so you and I actually live a spirit life. Yeah. We, and many scriptures, whether they are Christian or Muslim or Judea, you know, Judaism and uh, Buddhism, they all allude to the fact that um, this body is temporary. Mm. and But something of you and I remains, and that's the spirit. That is who we are. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, it's very clear that uh, everything we do, we actually are guided by the Spirit. And of course, when you take all your learning, your lifelong learning, and you combine it with Spirit, you get wisdom. Absolutely. And you know, one can ask, what is spiritual living? It's it's the day-to-day things. Uh, mm. Science, for instance, shows that whereas you and I may think we do we make decisions based on our conscious mind uh, science now tells us our all our decisions are influenced 80% by our subconscious mind mm. and our subconscious mind is alert 24/7 and even when you are in your sleep you know the subconscious mind is actually the one which carries on all the body functions and mm. breathing and the heart and everything else so a spiritual living is actually living in harmony with yourself with the world and with other people mm. and that conscience that consciousness that helps you to feel good when you have done something that feels Correct, and that makes you feel bad when you have done something that is not correct, even if no one is watching. Mm. That actually is part of our spirit. So, um, yes, we are eternal spirit beings having a temporary human experience. So yeah. spirituality is actually um, how we live. And you one can exercise that with awareness and what I do is actually to show share knowledge and skills and tools with people on how to live consciously, to mm-hmm. have conscious awareness, and so that we are not driven by adrenaline or by the primitive brain, you know, the amygdala hijack, mm-hmm. that makes you feel angry and you go out of control. And yet, each one of us actually has a choice. Before you feel angry, 
you begin to sense uh, discomfort and you only get to anger and bridled anger when you are not mindful and when you don't give yourself permission to stop in order for you to make a more nurturing choice. Mm. I I mean I, I love how you you bring the spiritual in with with uh, with science and that you say it's it's really one of a unit, and then now you are speaking about the conscious living and the the example that you just uh, mentioned, ma'am, was um, in my mind when you say um, you. You, you need to give yourself permission to stop. I love that, by the way. I, I really, I don't know how you feel about give yourself permission to stop. You know, yes. it, it makes sense. But then you have hotheads, um, or you've gone through moments where everything, everything is just tough and, and, and rough and, and then you don't have the time or you perceive that you don't have the time. It's the perception. So, and then that's where you come in yes. and you teach us how to, how to overcome that. Yes. So what happens with this conscious living thing? How do you, how do you help one to, to get there? The first thing we do, you know, when I, um, I retired from the United Nations, let me say, when I reached 60 and the UN could no longer afford to pay me. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I, I decided to invest my patient fund uh, to go back to school. Mm-hmm. And uh, so 2010, I went to the Chopra Center University, which was started by Dr. Deepak Chopra, who many people know. And uh, he's a, he was a specialist endocrinologist. And uh, Dr. David Simon, who was actually a brain surgeon. And both of them were working at the uh, San Diego Medical University, uh, among others. And they reached the stage where they decided, you know, um, we do research. A lot of people still die maybe sooner than later, and they die either of the same diseases or they die of uh, the side effects of medicine. Or something else, mm-hmm. you know. And they said, but how did people live before, before there was all this medicine? And they started to look at ancient wisdoms uh, from all over the world. And that's when they looked at Ayurveda, which is a more than 5,000 years old ancient wisdom from India and Asia, East, East Asia. They looked at uh, different in Russia. They looked at... Uh, all existing, even in Latin America, in North America, you know, the Native uh, Americans, etc. Africa? Um, Africa, I cannot lie. I mm. don't know uh, how much they actually did research there at the time, but it is believed that all ancient mm-hmm. societies and communities do have wisdom. They didn't have hospitals, but they had a holistic system where they lived in harmony with the environment. They knew, like the animals, they knew there were things you could eat, plants you could eat to cure certain things, and plants you ate which kept you healthy. So they looked at uh, um, food and medicine and and well-being as part of living in harmony with the environment. Mm. They they didn't look for profit, you know. They, it's like animals will only hunt when they're hungry. And so they lived in harmony with the environment. And then they combined this knowledge with, uh, with modern uh, science, with the medicine, with the philosophy, with, um, 
quantum physics and um so you will see a lot of the theories of Albert Einstein and others who have been and even looking at who is God, you know, and mm. what is God and what is our relationship with with him or her and uh, and how all of those things are part of the same set of knowledge that makes you and I whole. Mm. So when we, they then put it together and um, it went through a lot of um, review because they wanted something that would be understood by people who are English speakers and people who have been brought up like you and I in the modernization theory. So there are tools and a set of knowledge which has been put together. And Deepak has been writing many books. He's written at least more than 80. And we have the the knowledge set is there and then there are instruments. So to answer your question, the, the main instrument we use is to, uh, to help you and I know ourselves mm-hmm. because self-knowledge is the, the, the foundation of all wisdom. So I want to say that again. Self knowledge is the wisdom of all the foundation, is the foundation, foundation of, of all, all wisdom. wisdom. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, there is a questionnaire, we call it a mind body type questionnaire. And uh, in Sanskrit, which is the language of Ayurveda, we call it a dosha quiz. And it it, it really says that each one of us um is made up of three types of energies. Mm-hmm. There's vata, which is influenced primarily by air and space, which means it's very mobile by characteristic. And then there is pitta, P-I-T-T-A, uh, which is governed primarily by fire and water. And then there is kappa, kappa, kapha, K-A-P-H-A, which is grounding is is by earth and water so we we give you a questionnaire which you fill and the questionnaire has two parts the first page is has got just about nine or so questions and um it will give you a sense of how god created you when the seed and the and the sperm go together mm-hmm. your genetic DNA, what you, what it gave you, your strengths, and how to know your potential weaknesses. How how um, accurate is it? Um, the one where you go from what type you are or what dosha? <laughs> it's actually pretty smart. It's okay. pretty smart because, um, let's say, somebody who will remain nameless filled up uh, filled out a, a form, and that somebody is Shemaine. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I'm confused with that because if I look at that, I'm going, uh, I'm not so sure. But, well, you yeah. see now, um, it's very interesting because you you are now you will be known in in this not a it's not a secret, but it helps us to show how interesting this is. I don't know you from Adam. Mm -hmm. I met you today for the first time. But according to the answers on this, it shows that uh, you you are bidoshic. You are Peter Mm -hmm. Kappa. Mm -hmm. Now, if I give you the colorful uh, feedback, as a Peter, it means you have very strong opinions. Um, It means you, you are likely to be very smart. You have a sharp mind. A sharp tongue. You may 
she's got it under control. Uh, well, I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> but see, we are not talking about what is under control. We are talking about how, how she. You were it's not made. a judgment. Mm. It's not a judgment. You need to know who you are in order to manage yourself. Okay. So uh, you are likely not to be the world's diplomat. Because you like to tell people things as they are, not least because you would, you believe that uh, if you you are diplomatic, they may miss the point, and you are, you do the same for yourself, by the way. Um, and and uh, you are not supposed to even defend yourself. I'm just saying. <laughs> and then um, it also means you you are likely to be a courageous person. And therefore, fear may be only God, but you don't fear authority. You don't fear people. And that makes you um, a very strong leader in that sense. But then, so when you are, you are in a good space, you would be sharp. You would have good digestion. You would be a strong leader, you good decision maker, etc. But how do you know when you are going out of your center? Or out of those strong character leadership characteristics, uh, Peter's would uh, or the Peter qualia, the Peter quality tends to get easily irritated, so you would not suffer fools gladly. You know, I'm thinking sometimes, you know, it might just be because I'm going through my what over 50s years stuff. It could be, <laughs> but but see, the hormonal changes. There is a difference. What I'm telling you now is how you are made. Mm. How you are feeling now is page two to page five. The importance of knowing how you are made to know your strengths mm. and that every strength has a weakness. Right. It's not only for you, it's for all of us. You are not the only Peter in the world. All of us have Peter, Kappa, Vata. Mm. Are they, sorry to interrupt, are they in different um, combinations? Absolutely. And okay. that's what makes us different. Even okay. twins. Twins may have, they may score differently. Okay. Now, there are two important reasons for knowing unvarnished how you were made. The first one is to know, to understand your strengths and to embrace them. Why? Because you and I are energy and information. And people, your mother, your caregivers, your teachers, your school friends, your school bully, your friends, your detractors, we all feel our energies mm. and we tend to push back, to push you back where you are strong. So we tend to criticize people where they are strong. Now, if you don't know that that is your strength, because human beings, we like appreciation, we like uh, acceptance, we actually like acknowledgement and we like praise. Mm. Where you are being pushed back, you then tend to self-censor. People would tend to self-censor and sometimes until they become a shadow of themselves. And that is the worst kind of being out of balance. Okay. Because when you are operating off-center, you cannot be your best. Mm. So the first thing we teach people is once you know your strengths, look back and see where have you undermined your strengths? Where have you given away your power by mm. wanting to Where have you people? denied yourself? Yes, because mm. we are pushed to be people pleasers. Even at work, 
the even at school the tools for measuring they measure your compliance they don't measure your creativity mm. creativity is not encouraged actually at sometimes all. it is punished <laughs> so uh, it's important to know your strength and to stand at your core right. wisdom though comes from also knowing how to know when you are out of balance so that when uh, you get angry and when you fly off the handle, when you are intolerant, you can know to tell yourself, and it is very important what you identified. One has to really give yourself permission to to disengage, to mm. re recoup, and then to take a more nurturing you know, decision. And I, I for one, I, I have a strong Peter tendencies. And I can tell you, I burnt a number of villages, you know. Mm. I, <laughs> Sorry, you, you burnt a number I, of I, villages. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> and really, if there's any of my former colleagues and um, staff members listening, I, 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 you still I, apologize. Make, I make a public apology, Aww. you know, <laughs> because you, you, when you are not consciously aware, you tend to take the right decision. And you come to learn in Ayurveda that it's better to be kind than to be right. Mm. Now that is wisdom. Mm. And you and I are paid to be right and not to be wise. And if your tendency then is that, you know, the work environment has got very Peter Vata energy. So we make decisions that may be right, but that are not nurturing, that are not kind. Mm -hmm. So that is where wisdom lies. And I even say to my beloved late husband, you know, he passed away 15 years ago. Wow. May his ashes rest in peace. I said to him, you know, you passed too early. I was a feminist, a rabid feminist, but now I'm such a wise woman. Aww. You wouldn't be having all the stress and the thing you are having from me. So really you learn wisdom by knowing your strengths and also and accepting them. And not all strengths are complementary. You know, you have to make them uh, into wisdoms by knowing the, the weakness side. And then once you feel you are weak and you are aware, aware 24 seven, as we sit here, you can actually feel I'm going, this thing is going out of balance. I'm beginning to feel angry. Let me, if I knew then, I would have closed a number of meetings early and say, guys, you know, um, I'm late for another meeting. Can we finish this later? And then go to my office, lock that office, go home and put on my tracksuit and go hit a bag at the gym. Hmm. You see, those are more nurturing choices. And because energy, anger, it dissipates. It's energy. But when you keep it to yourself and you are pretending everything is fine and you want to manage this meeting to the end and to be, you then accumulate issues in the tissues. I love that. And issues in the, in the tissues. tissues. And, and would they then lead to disease? They would become disease. That's mm. how you get your high blood pressure. You know, because stress, actually, we don't understand the stress is a very prevalent problem in the workplace and in the home. 
And today, stress is actually also affecting our children, babies in, in kindergarten, in primary school, because the world has become so competitive mm -hmm. that you find even young children are facing stress and they are being given medication. And that is terrible because, and that's why I feel this knowledge about the wisdom of Ayurveda, the wisdom of how to become a conscious leader and the importance of healthy lifestyles is really critical, beginning with our kids, because they are starting to be stressed very early. And in the office space, many young people, because of training and qualifications, they have very heavy responsibilities and in their 30s and early 40s, but they are not ready. And the world has not been ready. And the old guard is pushing back. And we are finding women, young women in their 30s and 40s having a stroke, having high blood pressure, having um, cholesterol is also, and also having, uh, what do you call, diabetes. And people talk about sugar diabetes. Diabetes is actually completely related to stress. Even cancer, we know that. So the importance of knowing this knowledge is really beyond um, be beyond doubt, something which is really missing because no one solution is going to solve mm. it. A, a holistic mm. knowledge of yourself and then of the foods we eat and of the the habits that one should when to sleep, when to eat, what to eat. The you know, um, how to deal with your body because we believe everybody is built in such a way that you have everything it takes to be awesome. But if you are a princess and you don't know it, you will die a pauper. Mm. And that's this why this knowledge is so important to spread. Mom Scholar, am I understanding you correctly? These doshas, they are the foundation on which the Ayurvedic health system is then built. Is, is that correct? It's, it's correct, but it's also saying the doshas actually uh, have, for me, a, another great importance. The doshas apply to us as human beings, male or female, black or white. The doshas apply to the environment, they apply to the weather, they apply to the seasons. They show you a link between us and the universe, the whole universe, and how we are all connected. So it's not about health like in the absence of disease. It's about health like in living with harmony with the self, mind, body, and spirit. Now you have given us a few characteristics of Pitta. Mm. Won't you just do the same with vata and then kapha, kapha, kapha? Kapha, kapha, yes. Mm. And, and before, <coughs> sorry to interrupt, mm. what is a double dosha? Is it like you kind of, because you mentioned that there's a double. No, uh, oh, double, by doshik. Oh, by doshik, it means. Yeah, it means you have two out of the, the rankings that you have put here. Peter, you've scored highest, mm. and then followed by Kappa, which okay. is, is but actually very close. close. Okay. So which means you will have in your, in your constitution, you will also have, um, quite strongly, uh, Kappa tendencies. Now, one of them is Kappa people are, you know, Kappa quality is kind of slow. Mm. 
Um, I really thought that was my main thing. I did not the, see the pita coming. I was like, I'm slow. Oh, well, you see, <laughs> maybe others see the pita more than you do because that is it. And again, um, sometimes we have a blind spot, you know. Yeah. And some those people who dared to say to me, you know, Mackie Mario, you really were too harsh on that person. I'm like, which one? Oh, that one. Oh, but they deserved it. <laughs> you see, and when you know that is a Peter being a Peter, even in the office, and it's fun to teach it in the office and for team members to know at least page one who is who, you begin to smile when you see a person, you know, behaving in a certain way. And you can see somebody coming and say, oh, hey, we can see that fire burning from the door as you entered. And that kind of dissipates that energy. It even gives that person, you know, permission to kind of calm down. And sometimes, you know, like Vata, uh, let's finish Kafa, Kapa. The Kapa energy is also very solid, very supportive, uh, likes routine, you know, and um, is uh, loving and loyal, loyal to friends, loyal to family, loyal to uh, the company they work for. And we actually tease Kafas to say they are the last to be divorced. A relative has to come to drag you out of an abusive. They are so loyal, they will defend, you know, their abuser. And that is internal. That is inborn. Yeah. Now, the thing about um, the Kafa energy is that you, you would then tend to have to be the person to go to. People will come to you with their problems. They'll come because you have broad shoulders. You know, you comfort people. You are soothing. You are kind. You are giving. The flip side of that is when you need help, they don't know that you need help because you are always so strong. When there is a hurricane, you are the ones who are calming people and saying, go this way and that way. You you are not phased. But they... so. They don't know. And then you begin thinking, but I'm always there for everyone. You become resentful. Why are they not there for me? You wonder even, why are they not there for me? And the other thing is, as a kafa, that kafa side, you don't know how to ask for help. So you need to ask for help. And sometimes when you are under the weather, people can look for you. You go under, you hide. Even you don't answer the phone, you might even switch it off. You don't answer, you know, text or WhatsApp messages. And friends who know you might know, ah, she's having a bad time. So they might come. But really, you have to learn to say when you need help and what kind of help you need. Because otherwise, people assume you don't need help. And... um the other thing you need to know is when you have kapha is, is quite strong, there is the tendency to gain weight easily and not to lose it easily. So, and then don't blame yourself. At least you should know. And in the section, I, I teach actually five modules. There's a module about food as medicine. Mm. You would then know what foods to eat to pacify kapha or to pacify vita, uh, vata or to pacify vita. Mm. Peter. So uh, for Peters, we tell them if you have a strong Peter tendencies, you can be an efficient leader, but not an effective, lovable leader. Because people will respect you for how you can lead them and what you can do, but they will not 
love you the lord don't feel warm about you because it's about how you make people feel mm. because you push people you know and yes they might attain higher goals etc but you are not huggable you know so something to learn about that and then the vata do you know we're almost out of time I know. I'm, I'm, can we do the vata we've got 5 minutes left the the vata the mm. vata is the air and space and vata is also very important because it affect, all of us have these tendencies mm. now the vata energy um it tends to be uh, creative, you know, um, spontaneous, um, uh, cold because of the wind and air. And uh, a person who has strong vata will tend to talk quickly, um, cold hands and feet. Uh, they would be spontaneous and they really do not like routine. So, you know, uh, God help you if you have a, an operations or finance section, which is made up of Vata people, primarily as I used to have at one point in my life. They would be having fun. They are creative. They would never meet a deadline. Not even if, <laughs> not even if you threaten them with hell and damnation. They, it's not in them. So, and sometimes actually they tend to worry because they also, they are people, that tendency wants to please, mm. but it's not in them. So if uh, they are not pleasing you, they tend, they start to worry. You know, their weaknesses is anxiety, worry, uh, insomnia, uh, bloating, gas and bloating, uh, inability to, to sleep. And if they are making, they are not making their deadlines and you scold them, then they make more mistakes. Mm. And that applies to children. It applies to spouses. It applies to all these people. So when we teach about doshas, we also say you should Look at the people who you don't like, who you don't feel like you like, because they have lessons to teach you. Mm. They have tendencies which you, you have in yourself, but you deny them because they are weaknesses. And if you get to know them, then you can um, deal with those shadow aspects of you. And that makes you a more interesting and a more balanced person. When I listen to you and you describing all these different characteristics, it sounds similar to astrology. Is there a link? Um, there's some link in a sense that, um, yeah, you may find people born under Capricorn. There may be a, a stronger um, preponderance of Kafa people. You may find people born under um, uh, Aquarius, maybe Vata, Vata and yes. the creative types. And actually in Ayurveda, there is a very well-developed astrology, which is used. It's called Jyotish, Jyotish astrology. When you, you actually give your date of birth and time of birth and place of birth, they will read according to the planets. They will read you your health, your finances, your characteristics and all of these things. So, yes, there's a very strong link. Uh, it's just that um, when we teach these things, we kind of summarize them. But, yeah, there's a whole study of uh, uh, Jyotish astrology and how it actually can help you. That knowledge can help you to live. It's like a roadmap for your life, really. Mm. And it's also part of knowing yourself. Now, sorry, Shemaine, I outed you and I said that was your page. Now, on my page, mm. I have scored the lowest for Vata. And I do think I am a creative person. How would that then work? 
Um, how low is low? 20. 20 out of 90. It's, it's not too low. If you, you, if you, if you scored 10 or <laughs> 9 or 8, maybe. Because, you know, it may be that you are 20 and, um, I, if we were doing this, you know, seriously, we would then look at the tendency and then you would pick up which ones are applicable to you. Mm. You may find that you have picked some of them on the creative side. You know, each one of us, we, we are gifted with some from each of the, the menu mm. of the well, Vata, Peter, and Kafa. But once you know, you know, you also, what, I, what it helped me to do is, first of all, to understand who I was, because I really didn't know. And I, I, I became, I wept actually when I knew my strengths, wow. because I realized I, I had very many strengths, but uh, being a woman, being black, and in leadership, those strengths were always beaten down because society does not appreciate those strengths. And as a result, I grew to learn how to fight back without sufficient wisdom. Whereas mm. now, I, I would know that these are my strengths, I'm at peace with them, and I'm able to monitor when I'm feeling out of balance to then bring myself back and to use that wisdom to say no scholar time out you know so I, yeah and you know i'm sitting here and we obviously not going to touch it but i'm sitting here and i'm wondering uh, about people who have gone through their whole lives with adhd and parents who sit with children who are diagnosed as having um you know attention deficit disorder and i'm thinking this could be such an amazing tool to have um but I don't know because I don't know, Liesl, do, do, Maybe maybe we should just ask Mem Scholastica where um, uh, where one can get a hold of you and and how one can slot into a course. Yeah, the, what I actually um, the set of knowledge that I have is applicable to all of us. I I actually do marriage counseling just by you know the what's your dosha baby. And then you tell the husband, don't be angry at her for being so bossy. She's a pita. <laughs> at least it's amazing, you know, when husband and wife, without judgment, look to see, oh, this is how you were born. This is how you are. Oh, this is how you are. So you see each other as a resource, and then you are able to determine to use each other for what you are strong and to give each other a slack for where... You are deficient. I mean, why should men only, uh, there are men who are very vata and creative and really don't like the, don't have much of the Peter side. Mm. And therefore you shouldn't expect them to be the ones running the house and running the family. They are quite happy for the woman to do that. And many people, many creative types and artists and intellectuals, they actually have very strong vata qualities. And you find somebody like, um, Einstein, he was an amazing scientist, but a, a very a failure at fatherhood, and uh, he was a failed husband and father, because even he didn't know. Because he was definitely not a kappa. He, not a kappa, Peter. Peter kappa is a very interesting combination, you know. So when you see people, you know people as God created them, you begin to look at yourself and others with compassion, mm. with understanding, with appreciation. And then when somebody, if it is in the office, 
And people don't know that bosses are people too. And actually, they are under a lot of stress to keep a normal face when they also need support. So if you see your boss coming in and they look like they are looking very insecure and don't look down on them. Go and give them a hug and say. And what if they are in a mad state? Maybe, maybe, uh, uh, say, you know, I know a lady who can help us sort out what your, <laughs> what your deal is. You know, she'll tell you whether you're Peter, Kappa or, uh, Vata. So, yeah. Organize it for the office. Organize, everybody, yes. Everybody can have fun. Because that works in an yeah, office absolutely. space. I mean, like you just said. Works at home, or, works mm-hmm. in an office, works in a marriage, works for yourself. Mm. Yes. And, and as you said, you know, knowing yourself is absolutely the key. To wisdom. To wisdom. Absolutely. Mm. Dr. Scholastica. <laughs> Mario, uh, uh, there is so much more that we can actually discuss. And that's why I said to Shemaine, we need to stick to one topic because otherwise we're going to run out of time. And now that has happened. I am very grateful for your time. Thank you for teaching us. Mm -hmm. And to you, the listeners, thanks so much for joining us. From me, Liesl Tom, goodbye. And are we going to ask for where, where we can get a hold of her? Yes, let's do that. Where can we get a hold of you? You can get hold of me at um, Scholastica Mm -hmm. dot Kimario at gmail dot com or uh, at my mobile number zero seven two. Okay. Two one two nine five seven two. Okay. So it's Scholastica. Yes. Dot. Kimario. Kimario is spelled K-I-M-A-R-Y-O yes. at gmail.com. Com. And 072-212-9572. Yes. All right. So I jumped the gun. Was that my pita energy? <laughs> well, that was your pita energy. Absolutely. <laughs> and my kappa coming in. <laughs> Complimentary. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. This was Beyond Ears and Eyes. Um, had fun as usual. Palisa, darling, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Dr. Scholastica, thank you so much. Liesl, thank you so much. Pleasure. <laughs> okay, bye-bye Pleasure. now. Bye-bye. Bye. Until next Bye. time. <laughs>